You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. Hey, we're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Riddle Librarian, Ryan Livergood. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Will the Thrill Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Where'd it go today? I've been excited for this episode for weeks, Ryan. Weeks. Yeah, 160. We are several weeks delayed in getting into this episode. We've been busy, but you know, our fantasy seasons we're we're over and we're kind of recouping, relaxing, you know, get, getting focused on 2021. And this is our debut episode of the of the new season of the Fantasy Joes, looking ahead towards the 2021 season. But before we look ahead, we're gonna look a little bit back. Uh, and kind of look ahead too when we talk about it. But, you know, we've got our Fancy Joe's Awards to do for 2020, Will. Yeah. I was looking at some of this regression stuff today, Ryan. Who had more touchdowns in the 2020 season, uh, Terry McLaurin or Kyle Juszczyk? Well, I'm going to guess Kyle Juszczyk since you, you compared the two. But so okay, I'll fine, fine. Kyle, yeah, it was Kyle Juszczyk. <laughs> how about, how about, how uh, about, how about uh, the combination of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson or Kyle Juszczyk? And dang it, I didn't look up their rushing, if they had any rushing touchdowns. But anyway. Minus rushing touchdowns, I guess it's going to be Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, they, they combined for seven. Juszczyk had six total. Oh, touchdowns. a trick question. Darn it. I knew but stuck that in there. That's not very impressive. I mean, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I, how many did Robbie Anderson have by himself? Uh, three. Yeah, because, you know, he had a really a solid year, but just didn't score a lot. But obviously that meant that DJ Moore only had four. So went, went, um, other, other, uh, other interesting regression candidates. Will the pop yeah, we'll get to that later. Oh, this is a little tease, a little tease, a little That's- tease at the front. I just love, so I, when I was going through all this, the, the Kyle use check amount of touchdowns this year is just, is just fascinating. I mean, he, he didn't even play that many games. Uh, I guess he, he did play in all 16, Started 15 of them. Um, but yeah, he said he said his career high in t- total touchdowns. Good for you, Kyle Juszczyk. Nice. B- solid best ball guy to have on your best ball roster, right? Because, you know, he might, you might have had him going a couple weeks for you with those, you know, stat lines he had, you know, one for three with a touchdown or whatever. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just a stud. You know, he's just born and bred to score touchdowns. He's a really good NFL football player. I mean, let's, let's just say that he is very good. Maybe not for fantasy, but. Yeah. There was that one fullback too. That was on the Broncos that like two years in a row, he scored the first touchdown of the season. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the, the touchdown world, just hilarious to look at, but I have a model that is going to project these perfectly for next year. I'm pretty sure. Nice. Very good. When are you going to debut that model? Are you going to share it or is it a secret? I, I don't think I'm going to. It's it's proprietary secret. It's under, if you go to greenwoodanalytics.com. When I'm going there, and it says that uh, the site is available for purchase. So what's what's going on? Yeah, it's, it's actually it's blocked by most Google searches. It's not safe for work. <laughs> the information is just not safe for this world. So so um, so well. Do you you want to do you want to give some awards? So so this is like we're way later than everyone else. Like you know most most podcasts did their award shows like weeks ago, but we're still going to do ours. Uh, and our, our award show is a little bit different. It's not like we're not given like fantasy MVP or, or that kind of thing. We're, these are these are a little bit different categories. Um, uh, for, for example, we, we talked about this before on the show, 
the Dynasty Platypus Award. And I wanted to mention this again because I, I love the idea of a Dynasty Platypus. You know, the platypus is a very unique animal. Um, you, you know, it's uh, it's a combination of a bunch of different animals in the animal kingdom. It's very unique. It's a, it's an outlier, if you will. It's a mammal that lays eggs but has a bill. Right. So When it was first brought back, it wasn't believed that it was a real animal. Somebody thought they had taxidermied it up. And, Rad, before you dive into this, too, I think this is important to note, too. This is just kind of like our... The, the awards episode is kind of like a DGAF episode, like a fun, just like off the off the rails awards episode. That's that's just slightly different because, you know, it's been a it's, you know, we've gone through the the playoffs and the finals and everything like that. We'll discuss that later on. This is fun. Let's have some fun with this. All right, let's do so it. the platypus. Let's, sorry. Let's have some fun. And the platypus also has venomous. That's right. Venomous claws. It can kill. It can kill a dog. Well, a, a platypus can can kill a dog with those venomous claws. It's what crazy. size a dog though? Probably a little dog. Not not your like toy poodle. Or are we talking like a not not you know, your Mal- Malamute type of thing? Or a, no, no, not Tibetan not. Tibetan Mastiff. <laughs> Tibetan Mastiff. No, I think the Tibetan Mastiff is, is going to be okay. Um, okay, so Dynasty platypus. So I think so. This is a player that blows up in a season to find known dynasty best practices so um so i've got a couple of kids well i, I have a, a my winner and then i have an honorable mention I, it's got to be james robinson right because james robinson had an unbelievable year and it just came out of nowhere you don't have guys like him um uh, you know undirected free agents that put up the kind of numbers he did this year but well i think an honorable mention and guy, guy i want to talk about is stefan diggs because stefan diggs had an amazing year and we had kind of, I don't want to say written him off, but we did not have high expectations for Stefan Diggs. We kind of thought it was going to be uh, this, uh, I mean, that was a, the, the conventional wisdom, right? It's like, you know, when you, when a wide receiver switches teams, it's tough for a, a player to go to a new team and, and perform well. And is it a good match with Josh Allen? Is Josh Allen really legit? Well, it turns out Josh Allen's pretty legit. And uh, Stefan Diggs is his, his, his main man, his main guy. So um anyone else that you think deserves mention when we talk about the dynasty platypus of 2020? No, I think James Roberts is really good. I wanted to bring up the, uh, in my redraft league, I, I spent some fab on uh, Chris Thompson over James Robinson when the Leonard Fournette cut news went out and that really worked out well. <laughs> well, you took a stab at it, right? Maybe James Robinson wasn't available. Did you use fab on Thompson over Robinson? Yes. Oh, well, you know, James Robinson is one of those guys that um, not that, not that I, saw, I certainly didn't see this coming, but, and, and I had him on a couple of rosters, but I, I wish I would have had, of course we all wish we would have had more of them, but you know, I was intrigued by him. I mean, like Illinois state guy, you know, I, I live, live in Illinois and I don't know. I, I wish I had been more aggressive and picked him up and put him at the end of a lot of my benches, but oh well. Ryan, what city is Illinois state college in? Uh, well, it's Bloomington normal metro area. I'm not sure. It's like, it's a normal officially. Blono, um, as the locals call it. Blono. Yeah, nor- normal Illinois. I did that. I would have never known that. Yeah. Could have been anywhere. Could have been. Um, I grew up pretty close to Bloomington. It's like an hour from where I grew up. So, yes, the lovely ISU campus. Um, a- anyway, let's, <laughs> let's move on. The, they're actually the ISU now. <laughs> the ISU. Yeah, that's what they did. Uh, all right, let's 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 move on. Will, what, 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 why don't you give one of your categories for um, our uh, one of our awards for Fancy Joe Awards for 2020? Okay, the first one that I put in here is the Atlas Award. So Atlas is the guy holding up the world in the statue. Yeah. So it's for the player uh, 
that has kind of he held up the the rest of the team's fantasy value and we were starting i mean this kind of has to go to our quarterback in general i think in like like last year maybe could have gone to chris mccaffrey because he made the panthers relevant and had their other pieces because he was such a big offensive piece but anyway uh he despite what the team does to him and the crushing weight of the world on his back uh he boosted everything for fantasy and this year easily deshaun Watson takes the cake uh you were able to start you know, Chad Hanson, Kiki Kuti, uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, was a really great piece to have in your team later on in the season. And he really, like, he sneakily, I think, had one of the better seasons with the cast around him that we've ever seen for what he did. Uh, David Johnson, if you start him in, like, fantasy championships, was just huge. And so I thought the Atlas Award was a fun one, just to saying, like, that he just made everybody fantasy relevant because of what he can do. I mean, you were maybe spot starting Jordan, Jordan Atkins, 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 uh, or whatever because of because of what he could do yeah and, and honestly i'm trying to think if there's another player that you know merits an honorable mention and i, I can't think of any because that's the thing i mean i mean deshaun watson's supporting cast uh, you, know, you know i mean i think you know obviously will fuller and, and cooks are pretty decent you know wide receivers and everything but you're right like he I think we were saying is he, he's a guy that, that just elevated these guys that if they were on other teams um, just, you know, I mean, maybe you can make an argument for Aaron Rodgers with some of the play, like with Robert Tunyon and uh, you know, there were some weeks where MVS had big weeks, but, but no, I think Watson definitely is, is stands above the rest. In this yeah. And I think you sure. were trying to it, the gamble for the second wide receiver on green Bay and like, if you're like daily stuff for the rest of the season, but there wasn't, a lot of like dynasty value outside of uh, Aaron Rodgers' targets, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, if Deshaun Watson would have made somebody a Robert, like Tunyon on that team this year. Oh man. Yeah, it was disappointing. I I mean, I I had hope for, you know, one of those uh, tight ends for the Texans to kind of emerge as a steady, you know, option for you week to week, but that definitely wasn't the case. Um, Although he definitely made, made them viable some weeks. Um, my, my next category, and this is what we've got to put an E on, on this episode, and we haven't had to do that for a while, but we're doing it now. It's fuck. I wish I had some more stock of this player award. <laughs> These are guys. I got to giggle when you swear, Ryan. <laughs> like, or, or son of a bitch, or, you know, whatever you want to say. But fuck, I wish I had more stock of this player award. For me, it's a tie between Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf because. I, you know, I, I probably want to give it to, to DK Metcalf at this point, because I actually do have um, a, a share of Justin Jefferson in the league, but, but it's tough because, um, and I'll be honest, DK Metcalf, I just didn't see it coming. I just thought he was a little bit raw and I thought he would be like a kind of an interesting player, but I didn't see him elevating himself to what is he in now in dynasty? Or, I mean, he's a, certainly a top three dynasty wide receiver. Uh, maybe some people have him as the wide receiver one in dynasty. Yeah. Um, right. And same with Justin Jefferson. Some people have Justin Jefferson as number one. Um, I, I think the frustrating thing for me with Justin Jefferson is just like where I had rookie picks and drafts. I just liked the other guys over him, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and um, even though I really love Justin Jefferson in it, but there were so many guys I loved in this rookie class. I just didn't, didn't get Justin Jefferson. So what about you, Will? Who's your fuck? I just wish I had more stock of this player award. So I, I think going with second year players, AJ Brown would be the other one uh, that I wish I had a lot more stock of. I, I, he, you know, yeah. he exploded on the scene last year, but I wasn't willing to pay his prices this offseason, and he increased in value this year. 
and is moving up that board. He's going to be in that top five wide receiver, top three conversation. I, I, I mean, and he, and he missed some time too. People forget, you know, yeah, it was early. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest, uh, I, I, the thing is, Ryan, I, I, I didn't want Justin Jefferson because the whole Viking thing on top of it too, when I should have been more at least willing to take him where he was falling to me. And I wasn't, I wasn't selecting somebody else. Uh, I like I like your next runner up though. My next my next runner up? Yeah, Antonio Gibson. No, that's the, I think that's your next runner up, Will. Oh yeah, I put this sorry. <laughs> yeah, <Jeff. laughs> uh, I just wish I'd oh! more Antonio. Like if I had a dollar for every time I took uh AJ Dillon or Keyshawn Vaughn over Antonio Gibson, yeah. I'd have I'd have probably like six dollars. So that's a lot of times to do that. Yeah, I mean that that's the the one maybe the one thing I did right in all of my rookie drafts is is I was able to get a lot of Antonio Gibson. Um but and you know, honestly, I think you could make an argument for an Antonio Dixon Dick, or, excuse me, Antonio Gibson as Dynasty Platypus because you know he didn't have that profile that made you think that he was going to, you know, become the lead running back uh for the Washington football team, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, he he explosive did some of the same things in college when you looked at his college stats. So I, I get why people passed on him. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I think those are, those are good players and we all have those. It's going to be something different for everybody. Right. Cause that's the thing about dynasty. You're not going to get everything right. And if you get, if you always get your rookie picks, right. And you always nail the best players, then, you know, good on you. Um, you know, you probably not listen to our podcast if you're one of those people, because we're not perfect. Um, we try to do the best we can. So, uh, Will, what's your next category for an award? Uh, this is the Google Me Award. The Google Me Award for players that came into relevance that I had no idea who they were. Uh, and these, these both happened, the top two choices both happened in week four. Uh, and this is just kind of like one-offs. But one happened when, I, when my wife was watching the games with me and she asked who that player was. And I literally had no idea. Uh, the first player is Jeff Smith from the Jets. In, in, in week four, he grabbed eight balls for 81 yards. And then outside of that, the other one also that happened in week four uh, was, was Ty, Tyrone or Tyron Johnson for the Chargers, who had one catch for 53 yards and a touchdown. I'm actually going to, you know, I actually think I'm just going to give it to both. I think I'd give it to Tyron Johnson because he had more value throughout the season uh, based on like the Keenan Allen health news and the way uh, – you know, Justin Herbert was dealing. So I'm going to give it to Tyron Johnson from the Chargers because both these players, I had to Google and look up who they were uh, when they came on the scene. An honorable mention, Ryan, for me, goes to, to Chad Hansen. Uh, you know, he did, it was in week 13. He blew up for five catches and 101 yards. But he's only an honorable mention because if I search the name Chad Hansen in my Google documents or my Google Drive overall, he does pop up because we were doing this show when he came to the NFL he was mentioned because he was early enough drafted to be talked about. I, 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 the only other guy that I, that comes to mind that I'll mention, not that he really was fantasy. Real, he wasn't fantasy relevant at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I, I can't believe we, we, we got to mention uh, Kendall Hinton here, the Broncos emergency QB when the Broncos didn't <laughs> yeah. have a quarterback to start. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the worst moment of, one of the worst moments of the 2020 season is, is that that farce of a game where where Denver just had no chance. If Hinton would have ran in a touchdown or done anything of relevance in that game, he he would have been in consideration. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was it was, it was very clear. I, I I'm very curious to see if there was anyone that was just like so desperate, you know, they're, they're in a super deep league and other quarterbacks were injured that they had to start him or something. And he's eligible for quarterback. I don't know, but um, yeah, it, I, this is a fun category and, and there, there are several others, probably people we've already forgotten about that, that might've popped on the scene for, for a while. Um, well, my ne- next one is damn, I know it's early, but I might have too much stock of this guy award. These are, these are guys we want to be on in the, the 2020 um, draft that, that now we're, you, you, you may rookie dressing. They think, Oh man, I, I, I probably had too much of this guy. And it's Jalen Rager, everybody, the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember I mentioned that I, I don't have a, as much Jefferson Jefferson as I, I would like. Um, well, some, in some instances is because I took Jalen Rager over him. I think most of my leagues, you know, he was uh, Jefferson was off the board and then it was my pick. I took Rager, but not always. And I guess the jury's still out, but you know, there are mock drafts already showing the Eagles taking a wide receiver. And I don't the, think the, the jury's out anymore, Ryan, with what Jefferson did. What, what do you mean? No, no, I'm, t- I'm talking about for 2021, the, what the Eagles are going to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, between those two, like, damn. No, it, but, early, well, but yeah. no, I mean, yeah. it's cl- clearly you want Jefferson over Rager. Um, there's there's no doubt about it. Even if Jalen Rager has a great 2021 and, you know, starts to get closer in value. I, I mean, clearly, if you have Jefferson now, you can, you can move him for quite a bit in your dynasty leagues. He's definitely was the right pick in 2020, no matter what. Um, but it could get even worse because if, if the Philadelphia Eagles take another wide receiver, I mean, Rager could be the, you know, wide receiver two or three on that team just a year later. So then that's not good. And, and who knows about their quarterback situation in Philadelphia as, as exciting as Jalen hurts might be, you know, I, I mean, that could have just been a, a, a flash in the pan and, and, you know, with Wentz, I, I don't know. It's just, it was just a bad, you know, I, I just regret the, all my, yeah, and Rager has to compete with our Sega Whiteside's breakout campaign next season. Mm, indeed, he does. So, do you? And this was a late addition to the the show sheet, so you haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But do you have like any regrets? And you're looking at your rookie draft, like you have too much stock of a guy. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned right about AJ Dillon overall. Really, I know he had the one breakout game, but just with the amount that you, I have him and want to rely on him next year, it just there's no. The thing is, right? There's just no value change like change it's another player you, you're kind of dead weight on and that's right. one of my least favorite assets stone in dynasty right no and that's I, so i still have high hopes but it's it's like if you know i would trade all those shares for uh antonio gibson you know antonio gibson oh. at the same time but it's the same type of thing when you look at right. like jefferson and the receivers yeah uh, the regular shares i had i ended up moving on win now teams for for different pieces oh, good for you excellent um uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, I'm still trying to be optimistic and it, it still might work out somewhat, but, but clearly there were better players I could have taken there um, <laughs> where I took Riker. But anyway, let's move on. Um, hopefully my Antonio Gibson shares kind of, kind of offset that a little bit. So maybe I'll break a little bit even <laughs> or finish a little bit ahead. What's your next category, Will? Uh, the, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands award. Uh, this is going to go <laughs> to a, a wide receiver with the most memorable hands problems of the season, which this year it was it was a close competition, uh, but not to be thwarted. I gave this award overall to Jerry Judy for his epic five drop performance late in the season. Uh, there are definitely some great honorable mentions, but there, I mean, that's 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 quite the that's a lot of drops in one game. So you know, Jerry Judy's rookie wide receiver. I know he's gotten some some hate on this overall, but I think this award has to go to him 
because it just he didn't know what to do with his hands. Uh, and then, he, although he has similar, slightly less drops than some of these players, uh, Deontay Johnson's up there. CeeDee Lamb had a sneaky amount of drops near the end of the season. And uh, Evan Ingram, just because he had one of the most epic drops uh, in that was that Giants-Eagles game that they were playing. Uh, but he he definitely fits into this category and is up there with total drops in the season. Yeah, you know, I I, 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 I my head can't help but go to Javon Wims for the Bears, you know, because he dropped that. that oh, this was that, written that, way before that. I know, I know, but but I, I know that it's, it's not it's not eligible for the show, and it's not fantasy relevant anyway. Uh, no, I think Judy is a, a great recipient of the award because, um, yeah, he just just his hands and and I, I love that you mentioned Deontay Johnson because he had that really bad stretch and um, he's going to be an interesting guy to watch going into twenty twenty one. His value, like I like I think the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, all their values are, are going to be interesting to see where they go and sort of drafts and how people value them because I'm not sure I'm not sure what I think of Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, part of me thinks. You know, he, he's kind of an exciting guy, but another part of me thinks like, I don't, I don't know what, you know, what's going to happen with big Ben. I think he's coming back. So anyway, um, uh, well, since you mentioned Jerry Judy, before we talk about the next category, what, what's your, like, what's your thoughts on, on Judy? Like, like, how do you feel about him? Is he a guy that you want to acquire a guy you think is a good sell candidate? Hold like, what, what do you think about Jerry Judy? I don't think you can make it to a good sell candidate like area. Because it's not his his market value isn't isn't that isn't going to be high enough. You're not going to get the the pay that you want to for what Jerry Judy's doing. If you have him, I think you have to hold him. He's kind of in that that territory where it's it's not worth it to sell now. He next year if they're okay and he can be the Robin to uh oh what's his name? Why am I forgetting it? The guy who got hurt from the Broncos this year. Oh, Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's. You know, like. That's what that's what Jerry Judy could really benefit from and use is being that guy who's always open while Court and Sutton's taking away the top coverage is making those contested catches. So I don't think he really fits into the the sell category. Uh, and he's the hold if you have him. I think if you still believe in Judy and you really like him, I'm not one of those people that I'm really ecstatic about Judy. Uh, if he ended up being a piece in a deal that I was making, that that's that's great and I would pay for him. But I don't know that I would pay a lot for him. You know, so that, that's kind of where I live. He's, he's kind of like a blah. He's like a blah candidate. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's fair. And I think you're, I, I totally agree. I think if you you have them, you kind of have to keep them. And if you, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's right. You really can't trade him for much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure what what his his price is right now, but it's not not worth selling. Um, I, I just put this on the. You have more categories than me, so I just added one. That it's the where the hell did that come from award, and for me, an obvious choice. I'm sure there are a lot of these choices, and basically, this is the player that just like where did this season come from? Where did this performance come from? This is just just came out of the blue for me. It's Robbie Anderson because I, I just you know I, my recollection of when Robbie Anderson went to Carolina is that no one really thought much of it. No one thought like oh he might have a good 2020. I should acquire him for my dynasty team. And, and I know we've seen, you know, flashes from Robbie Anderson in the past and not that he was the a wide receiver one, but in, in PPR leagues, he was still a wide receiver two. He finished 20th overall. I, I mean, the guy had, you know, 95 catches over a thousand yards and not a lot of touchdowns, but uh, you know, I, I just was, was amazed that, that he put up the kind of numbers he did this year. Well, and he was pretty consistent. So um, that's my um, recipient of the, where the hell did that come from award? 
Oh, right. That, that, that's a whole other category that you, you should have read, you read deeper down uh, into. <laughs> I will save my Robbie answer talk for later on in the, in the show. Oh, do you have a similar category that I missed? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Do you want me to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. All right, the next one is the Tarad Taylor Award. Uh, It goes to the player whose name pronunciation is finally corrected because they matter in fantasy. An easy (laughs) slam dunk here. Uh, And that would be Robert Tanyan from the Packers. Finally came out and said his last name is pronounced Tanyan, like Funyuns. Finally felt he had earned the right to be called by the right name. So the Tarad Taylor, because in my fantasy years, uh, this could be, this is one that, you know, like Tarad Taylor's the only person to come out and said, like, you're saying my first name in a, like incorrectly. So Robert Tunyon gets this one. I think an honorable mention this year could be uh, Salvin Ahmed, who actually ended up being Savan Achman. <laughs> yes. I think, I think that's up there, but I don't think he had enough games and wasn't, you know, he wasn't on enough rosters to really, to really get that right. And he also didn't come out uh, and say it. So I, congratulations. I, 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 congratulations robert tunyon and i I don't have any honorable mentions to to add i'm trying to think of other players that and and, you know it's a tough category tough category it's a very tough category um it's not giving away annually so so i i went to um i'm trying to think of the 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 best name for this category this this is um just the just maybe this isn't even an award but because because this is almost like a it's not even like an MVP award. I'm just trying to think what it's called. It's, it's the, um, you know, fantasy player that, uh, kind of, I, I don't know, I'll call, maybe I'll call it the rocks your socks award for, for your roster. The guy that had a great playoff performance for you and, and, and won you championship and in a very exciting fashion. And for me, that guy is Josh Allen because, um, in, in one league, the league that we're in together, um, Josh Allen ha- had a great last couple of weeks of the season. And, you know, Josh Allen was the last guy I had going in a championship where I was trailing by a lot. And Josh Allen brought me back with that last touchdown pass before we got pulled for the game. So Josh Allen is the, you know, rock my socks guy award because, you know, just, just the way, the way I won that championship in thrilling fashion coming back to the very end was just rock my socks, man. It rocked my socks off. So. Um, and anybody who had an Allen dig stack. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just, just fun. So do you have any guys like rock your socks, like guys that like pretty much because of them, they, they took your team. I mean, Alvin Kamara obviously could have, could have been a good candidate for this award. <laughs> I didn't have any championship teams with them on my roster though, but yeah, that was my uh, redraft team. Cause the other, in my dynasty league, I lost in week 15 because the Kamara didn't have a great game in week 15 uh, overall. Right. So I, in my dynasty leagues, I didn't really make it to many championships. I actually don't know, Ryan, if I made it to any over the dynasty. I made it to a, a ton of playoffs, a ton of semifinals, and it just kind of petered out uh, from that moment in time. So I, I don't have a good counterpart to this because one of the one of the teams kind of lost in a very like slow, boring battle. The other one, I had Kamara, uh, Devonta Adams, Aaron Rodgers, like the, the Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb that team was, was ready and raring to go for the playoffs. I, I totally forgot, Will, that I did, I did have AK-41 uh, on one of my cha- championship rosters. Uh, on He really missed an opportunity there, by the way. <laughs> but the, he still wouldn't win this award because it happened so quickly. Like, it was almost like anticlimactic. That's why I forgot about him because, um, 
where because because I because it was kind of like over before it even started, you know. So I that's why I totally forgot. I'm like, wait a second, I did have him going because he was that Christmas Day game. Yeah, um, and, and he could have so, had he could have had like two more touchdowns. That that's what's the most ridiculous part about it. No, is it is if Sean Payton was being such a turd nugget, uh, he could have had two more touchdowns, could have had eight touchdowns. It would have been so much more fun. Just in general, you know, when somebody puts up an eight touchdown game in a playoff, like eight touchdowns is more than Terry McLaurin. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, no, it's so, so yeah, but so anyway, it, it stands. I, but I, but I forgot. I, I think that, um, yeah, because I forgot that was that, that Christmas Day game. So it was like you had such an early lead if you had him in your championship. Yeah. Just kind of forgot about that. So, um, okay, what's your next category? What All right. Got, the next we, is, Ryan, escaping the jaws of irrelevance. From Adam Gase Award, their player that moved on from this Batman and his Robin Dow Loggins. Uh, this year, I think who <laughs> takes the cake is Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he exploded on the scene early and faded as he went on. Uh, but but you know, but so did that whole offense. The you know Mike Davis, uh, DJ Moore kind of came back on later on this season. But for the most part, the the Panthers' offense were some you know somebody that was helping you out for quite a bit, and then they they faded down the stretch. Weeks one through 16, Ryan, overall, uh, Robbie Anderson, the, six, the 15th most PPR points. So that's just another notch in the, I swear I'm good, just get me out of here, belt. <laughs> uh, previous award winners or nominations are Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Oh, that, that's, that's a, that's a fun award. And, and we'll, we'll see, hopefully it'll be Sam Darnold next year, whether he's with the Jets or whether Niners. I just, we should have a segment every week of like, who should get traded to the Niners. They kind of do. It's like unofficially. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause every team, like he's the Niners, are the biggest hype team ever. Like, Oh, if they went to the Niners, they were, if they were there, they just, they would just excel so much. So anyway, uh, th- 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 this this list is long it's so long ryan yeah this is kind of our last are we getting to our last award then that we're going to give out i think we are right yeah and it's it's more of a fun discussion to look at results from this past year yeah well so let's move on so this is kind of our well, last, this is the award. last award i have a couple more things to chat about it's our first it's our first episode back it's oh i know i'm not i no, i'm right i'm just talking don't about be, don't be rushing me don't be rushing this. i'm, I'm rushing not this. man chill come on Never came up. Never came up for a name for this award. Our first, right? our first fight on the show. Will, oh my gosh, on episode one hundred and sixty. Yeah, I want to swear, even though I know you swore earlier. It's going to be titled, but I just can't. I can't swear at Ryan. Uh, Come on. The this is called the workshopping this one right now award because I don't have a name. The uh, the other the like one of the things I was thinking of was the process, the process, the process award. Maybe the Legarrette Blount award. Uh, it's given to the player who will be discussed most often. To regress in one way or another in some way uh for the 2021 season and in this 2021 off season so there's there's so many choices so many choices and i want to do it by position so i don't so for quarterback the 2019 award went to lamar jackson uh for 2020 i don't really have one at quarterback ryan if you have any ideas that, that, that kind of pop out and what you think will happen moving into next year i don't I don't see a lot of like like massive regression candidates at the moment. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, maybe Cam Newton is is up there for regression because his passing stats can't be nearly as bad as what they were this year, <laughs> and so they maybe regress in a positive way. Uh, but we don't know what team he's going to be on and what he's doing. What he's doing. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's probably no obvious candidates, but I don't know. I, I mean, I I think. Um, 
I don't know. You're you're right. There's there's no, no there's no there's no candidates that really. Uh, um, I, I think Cam Newton probably gets it. I just and I know Cam Newton's future is uncertain, but but you know, I, I, is Cam you know that is he this bad? I mean, can, is he is he if he starts for a team in 2021, is he only going to throw eight touchdown passes? No, I mean, come on. Um, so I think it's a good I think it's a good choice. Yeah, I just it's it's, it's tough because I. Like Lamar Jackson was the biggest regression candidate, obviously out there, and it did it did regress in kind of different ways this year. He actually threw less passes than he did last year, when we thought that, that kind of like the the rock bottom floor. Because uh, I think he ended up at like three seventy, yeah, three seventy six attempts, and I think he was at four hundred one last year, but went for twenty six yeah. versus thirty four, thirty five passing touchdowns. Uh, looking look, looking down the list, maybe and it, it didn't matter. I mean, and, and in terms of fantasy points, so you know, it 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 helps to offset that a little bit with a thousand yards rushing he had and seven touchdown rushes. So. Yeah, he still he still like kill your team. I paid a lot for Lamar Jackson this offseason. I'm still not that sad about it because I, I that he he didn't get hurt. You know, he he got COVID and then had to take a bathroom break. Uh, those are the only two like downsides for this year, <laughs> and. I, he's heating up now, right? So like his value for for my teams at least is going to come back. I don't I don't think I'll be moving him anywhere, especially for the the prices that I paid, which I'm totally okay with. But I yeah, it's it's tough to look into the future for like a regression QB candidate for next season. Um, maybe maybe yeah. Anyway, agreed. maybe we should just move on. Agreed. Let's let's yeah. Let I mean, and last year was just kind of so obvious. So I I I mean, you know, if if we're predicting what people might say, um, you know, going into the off season, I mean, you can make an argument that Aaron Rodgers is is due for regression at his age. I mean, through forty eight touchdown passes, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. He was thirteenth in attempts too. Yeah. So I I don't know, but but let, yeah, let's move on. That this is kind of a. You know, it is what it is. So I guess our winner. Do we, are we going to give it to to Cam Newton then? Yeah, I think I think maybe we. Well, it's hard. Yeah, team or maybe Daniel Jones is another one. Played fourteen games, but only had eleven passing touchdowns. And assuming that they don't draft another quarterback or do anything at that position, he's definitely ripe for it. All right, let's let's give. Yeah, I don't want to give it to Cam Newton. Let, let's give it. I to just don't da- think Cam Newton will be talked about that much this offseason. But I do think Daniel Jones will be. And yeah, that that eleven touchdowns will be talked about quite a bit. Let's let's give it let's give it to Daniel Jones. Congratulations, Daniel! Woo! All right. You're supposed to go by DJ now. DJ. And it'll come out next year. It's actually Danielle Hones. So <laughs> for wide receiver, so let's move on to wide receiver. So the 2019 award winner for for this, looking back, is definitely Robert Woods who had two receiving touchdowns last year. This was continually just pounded on and pounded on and pounded on. Like, there's no way that he's going to end up with two receiving touchdowns next year. He had a rushing touchdown there too, but, like, Robert Woods regress, 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 regress uh, for his touchdown total, and that's why Robert Woods is such a value where you're taking him in drafts. So this year, right? Love, love, love me some Bobby Woods. Classic. Uh, yeah. Bobby Trees. Uh, the... <laughs> The 2021, I got all these nominees around. We had kind of have to pick a winner. So obviously Devontae Adams is going to be up there. He, he, his season was just, just insane uh, when, it, right. when it comes to touchdowns, especially the amount of games that he played. Uh, it, finishing with 18, you know, touchdown catches in 14 games. It, it's over a touchdown game. It's just, it's just crazy. I think Adam Thielen could be up there because Adam Thielen, although he missed at least one game, 
uh, ended up with 14 touchdowns and, and didn't hit a thousand yards. I right. think Chase Claypool could be up there because his, you know, four touchdown performance exploding on the scene uh, sneaks in there. And I do think that will be talked, talked about quite a bit in the off season. Right. And then on the positive regression side, uh, DeAndre Hopkins only ended up with six. And I, I looked at his career. Like he's not, he's never been like a huge touchdown, uh, uh, like getter over, let's call it getter over time. Uh, DJ Moore again makes the list for talks about talking about regression with only four touchdowns. I think he had three last year. Uh, Robbie Anderson makes it up there. I think the sneaky one here, Ryan, is the touchdown regression for Terry McLaurin, who only ended up with four touchdowns. And another like super sneaky one is Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup ended up with, let's see here, he ended up, I think he, ended up, he had 10 touchdowns last year and ended up with four or three this season. Uh, receiving so yeah. i think i think in the same team on the rams i think cooper Cup could be another like sneaky candidate for this when they talk when you talk about regression right oh this is this is a tough category i, I honestly i i think probably i i would go with uh adam Thielen. Um, yeah i think i think it's gonna be adam Thielen as well yeah just just because yeah, for all kinds of reasons, he's getting older. Um, I, I just, th- I just think in that offense, other red zone options will emerge. Of course, Justin Jefferson um, I, or Smith Jr. I see he's taking a step forward. So yeah, I, I think, I think Adam Thielen just, just based on what he did this year with so many touchdown catches, so few receptions, uh, it, it, you know, in relation. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy with Thielen. But you, I think this is a good list. Ty- yeah, Tyreek Hill could sneak in there too. He had 15 touchdowns on on 87 catches but he just had a much more explosive season overall and i'm feeling was the biggest like i think the biggest one in here that didn't have a lot of yards for on the wide receiver position yeah and what did you say when you looked back at deandre hopkins is this kind of like what he's done in his career where he doesn't necessarily have like huge touch numbers the thing the thing thing is like it's not like a big regression uh i think i think his touchdown career high is is we're looking at 13 i've got 13 but then it was then seven that's why i think it's not gonna be relevant in the offseason is because his last his previous year was only seven if last year was 13 and this year was six he would have been more of a candidate yeah yeah and 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 it'll be trendy to talk about Thielen regressing because of justin jefferson honestly so yeah yeah, he's the easiest candidate here yeah but he's the right choice so Adam Thielen, congratulations! You are the um, re- regression. What do we call it? Like the, the the regression buzz. The process. The process. The process award. <laughs> the process. The process. The process award. Okay, I think we got a little applause here for him. If I can get it going, I can't. Okay, forget it. That's nope. I can't. I can't do it later. Oh my gosh! I can't do the applause. Are you? Are you serious? Okay, never mind. I can't do it. Okay. Uh, yay. Okay. Okay, so let's get to running back because running back is going to be fun. Yeah, so running back, the 2019 award winner was Aaron Jones across the board. But this was, I mean, again, if you had a dollar for every time Aaron Jones was mentioned on any sort of fantasy site or podcast, talking about his touchdowns regressing from last year to this year, uh, you'd have thousands of dollars. I would, like, for sure, for how many times that was discussed. Uh, this year's nominees that I picked out, uh, Jandre Swift, 10 total touchdowns. He had 520 yards, 21 yards rushing, although he did put up 375 receiving, but his touchdown percentage for the games that he, you know, he didn't play all the games. Uh, I think he could be up there is discussed with how you're going to value him. 
And like, even if his touchdowns regress, he's still like a top 10 running back. I think Alvin Kamara is up there, uh, ending up at 21 total touchdowns. I think a sneaky one is Kareem Hunt, who had 11 touchdowns in that backup role. Antonio Gibson had a very touchdown, like see a touchdown heavy season as well. I couldn't really pick the running back ones were tough because there wasn't just like an obvious, like standout candidate. So, I mean, Derek Henry, I think could be out of this list because he had 17 on the ground and that could probably go down. Even Davin Cook at 16. Uh, but I wanted to also try to look at the opposite end of this, but there's again, the opposite end of this isn't, isn't great. There's not a good candidate on the opposite side. I think there's a great candidate on the other side. You know, it is no Zeke Zeke had eight touchdowns, six rushing two receiving. I I think that Zeke's going to, um, yeah. What, what is his career? Let me, I'll take a look. So Zeke's been, Zeke's been this award winner, uh, two years ago. Right. So I, yeah. I kind of, maybe, maybe I ruled him out for that. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. You're, I mean, uh, you're right. he, cause in 2017, um, I'll, I won't do rushing receive balance set him up. So nine total 2018, um, nine total again. And then he had 14 in 2019, his, his uh, 16 in 2016. So yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe that's why you throw him out. But I just feel when I look at that, he stands out like, Oh my gosh. Um, so I, I would, I would, I would make the argument I, and I'm making the argument for Zeke here. Okay. Okay. I'm not passionate about any of these guys is the problem when it comes to like, like touchdown regression and discussing that. Cause I think Zeke's discussion around isn't going to revolve around touchdowns. I think it's going to be like, is he washed? Uh, I think Kenny Drake can make this list uh, with the amount of touchdowns he scored this year. So what about Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Clyde yeah. Edwards Elair? CH. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah. I think actually CEH should, uh, th- that's going to be my pick. I think he'll be the number one most discussed running back when it comes to regression coming in the next season. Yeah. I mean, you you want to go Zeke or you? I know I'll go, I'll go CEH. Yeah. I th- it's hard. It was hard to choose. And now we're doing this live. So, <laughs> but he, I, yeah, I think, I think that his, he only had four on the ground and I think he had two receiving, correct? Uh, he just pulled away from it. One, one. Yeah, let's give it to let's give it to Ceh. That's going to be the number one topic. All right, Ceh. Congratulations. Woo-woo. It's nice that it goes the opposite direction. Uh, because Aaron Jones last year was like it's going to come down, but I, I do think Derrick Henry could could win this too, because his touchdown potential regression could be could just be massive when being discussed in off-season podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, the running back position, Will, has gotten really fun now, I think, because, because uh, you know, they're it, not just the kind of guys that we thought we'd be talking about now with, uh, you know, Akers and, and Swift and uh, yeah, guys like Antonio Gibson. James Robinson's going to be intriguing. Uh, so we got a lot of, like, anger running backs to talk about. Yeah. Um, along with, uh, you know, your – so Saquon is such an interesting conversation too. And, and um, you know, I, Jonathan Taylor, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's fun. Running back is fun now. Oh, JK Dobbins. Yeah. Forgot about Akers. Oh, these yeah. young bucks. Joe how many, Mixon. How many touches does JK Dobbins have? It's up there. I think he was up there with like 10 ish. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, 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 no, I take nine, that back. Nine, 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 touchdowns. nine rushing. Yeah. And Mark Ingram was inactive. Um, you know, the, the wildcard weekend, I just, you know, it's, just, it's so, I mean, not, not that it's surprising, but at the same time you see that it's like, man, it's, it's, 
how quickly things change in this game, especially in the running, at the running back position, right? Um, yeah. All right, we got the easiest easiest position ever. We didn't even spend a lot of time on this, but you yeah. Wanna... So tight end, the 2019 award winner was Mark Andrews. Uh, I think he had 10 touchdowns. Anyway, it was continually talked about. Like even if he regresses, he's gonna have more of a role in the offense. Blah blah blah. Uh, this year, taking home the trophy is Big Bubby Tunyon. Yeah, baby. Eleven touchdowns on the year. Ooh. What was it? Was it? He had three. That was it. That Monday night game or Sunday night game. I'm trying to remember. He went. What was it? He had one bit. It I think was, it was a Monday night game. Against Atlanta, six for ninety-eight and three touchdowns. Yeah, but still, even even if you throw that game out, he had a pretty. Do you remember when, when, when he, year, when he burst on the scene? It was when Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown, but didn't know who he threw the touchdown to. That's I when. Remember- wasn't that like against us? Were they playing the Seahawks? Wasn't it? Wasn't that like a like a like a Sunday night game or Monday night game? Yeah, it's just I just remember the the quotes were like he's like I don't even know who they threw that to. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's 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 kind of a fun story and um, it'll be man, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I guess we don't have to talk about this anymore. I mean, are there any that are like like uh, I know distant seconds, but when you looked at this, were there any that you were like, oh. I didn't even look for a second on this one. <laughs> yeah, it, there's, there's no not reason. like there's not like honorable mentions the tight end side. I mean, maybe Jordan right. a- Jordan Akins. I kid, I kid, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Well, that's the that's the uh, that's the award ceremony, I guess. Then so. Uh, um, all right, that was that was fun. The the I'm, I know what we're gonna call it the not your average Joe's Dynasty Award ceremony for 2020. <laughs> some good categories. <laughs> there were some good categories. All right, Will, we got we got some time left. What else is on your mind? This kind of came up during the, this this the process the process the process talk or the you know the, the, that kind of uh, like Dynasty buy low opportunity that we're gonna hear about all off season. Uh, one, I feel like the Bengals are going to be a super big, like buy low team. That's going to be talked about you know, nah. Joe, Joe Mixon's value, but when have they not been? That's the thing I wanted to bring up is just like, how many times we've we talked about a team being a buy low. This was the Browns, Ryan, for our first few years doing this. This is yeah. the Browns were like, who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? And finally you can get Nick Chubb, but then the rest of it, you don't want to, you, you know, buy low on everybody else. It's not like anything else has come out of that offense that you really want. I mean, Baker Mayfield wasn't really a buy low candidate after his great rookie season. And then his sophomore campaign was, was bad. And his, his junior campaign wasn't fun to own. I'll tell you that much. Uh, so the, the Bengals are just, I mean, I remember talking about this maybe two, three years ago where they were that, that team where it's like, yeah, buy low on all these guys. Cause they're going to explode. And I think like, like Tyler Boyd's been fine for you. Joe Mixon has been this, you know, he ran in 2019 coming to 2020. He had that last run where they were just running him into the ground. He's put up a ton of fantasy points, but this year he got his contract and then was, you know, completely busy off the board with Joe Burrow's industry injury. I, this is my, like the Bengals are going to be the most, in my opinion, the most discussed fantasy team of the off season when it comes to, I have this player higher than what the community has. I think that's probably fair. Um, I, you know, I think a, a, another, but, but I, but I think the thing is though, um, well, well, one, and one player you didn't mention is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to get a lot of discussion because of, because of the injury and, and, you know, he, he looked very solid and um, he's going to be a, a guy that's going to be a hot topic. Um, 
another team that I think is going to get a lot of talk in, you know, I'm not sure if it's really truly a buy low opportunity at this point, but you know, Ur- I think urban Meyer going to Jacksonville is going to create some buzz yeah. for, for Jacksonville. And I think those, those guys are going to get talked about quite a bit because you know, they're, they're going to, whether they go Trevor Lawrence or they, they throw a curveball and, and take Justin Fields or, or whatever. Um, it, it's, it's going to be fun to, um, hear those discussions and, you know, where people value Lavisca Chenault and, um, yeah. So, 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 but I guess my question will for you with a team like, like Cincinnati or, or even Lister Jacksonville in the discussion too, do you think those are truly like good buy low opportunities or just teams that we're going to kind of talk about as like players to target because the, the perceived value is low? I had to kind of get the perceived value. I'll, I mean, during the offseason, I'll certainly throw out feelers for, for Joe Mixon. I think the wide receiver core, I'm probably going to stay away from because I don't think, although Teagan's had a good season, I don't think he's going to be that kind of difference maker on, on your team. And I don't think what the, the person that has T. Higgins and what he did in his rookie year is going to be ready to sell. Uh, Tyler Boyd, again, if you, can, if you can get him from a team that was competing last year but was older and relying on running backs like – they had that kind of like David Johnson, Todd Gurley type of team. And they also had Tyler Boyd. Maybe they're ready to just like move them on for, for future picks or future future capital they can get from. Uh, I don't know. They don't have a tight end of consequence. I was kind of hoping Drew Sample would do something this year, uh, but but really, really didn't. Uh, and I, I got, kind of assume AJ Green's gone from there. So, Yeah. No, I, I, think, I, I think the Jets could be up here. I think they'll be talked about a lot, depending on what they do in the draft and what their plan is. I mean, anytime Adam Gase and Dow Loggins leave a team, it's a good time to buy those offensive players. It's on men's, baby. Snatch them up while you can. Yeah, J- Jameson Crowder. <laughs> Crowder. Um, finally, that what's that that tight end that that was? I can't even think of his name now. Why is it Henderson? Since, n- n- no, the 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 Jets tight end who was getting some buzz coming into the year. Um, that you know, well, who else is Sam Darnold going to, going to throw to? I can't even think of his name. Why can't yeah, I think of his name? I'm just having this blank in my my head. Oh, Chris Herndon. Herndon. Sorry, not Henderson. Yeah, yeah. Chris Herndon. <laughs> Chris Herndon. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I going to ask you? Um, you, you. So the do you, do you want to talk about the 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 um, article that you shared with me about um, wide receivers in, in dynasty drafting rookie wide receivers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I put that uh, in there. It's kind of like a late ad. Uh, this, this article goes and, and looks at the perspective on wide receivers based on where they were taken in rookie like fantasy drafts. And that was the big thing. Like an article like this, uh, it was posted on Reddit. I think it's great that somebody does this kind of like diving into the analytics and what they're doing. But I think, one, the NFL drafting of wide receivers just changes every year and what they're doing. Uh, I Also, I think going based on, on rookie ADP is just a very scary way to look at uh, wide receiver value over time. It's it, 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 That's what I kind of wanted to point out is just, just be careful of what you're reading and what you're looking into and what, what they're basing the, the argument on. And I think it's a little scary to make big decisions based on these types of things. See, I appreciate the article because, um, I, I, and I don't think the takeaway is necessarily you don't you never draft a wide receiver 
um, in your, in your rookie drafts, but you know, we, we've kind of talked about this a lot, at least, at least my philosophy is, um, like I, I, I always prioritize other positions uh, above the wide receiver, if I can help it, maybe other than the tight end position, because the, the thing with, with rookie running backs, generally speaking, is that not always, but uh, usually they, um, keep, you know, retain value or rise in value, uh, versus wide receiver position. Cause I think the wide receiver position is just harder to get right. Right. Um, we don't always get it right. Um, you know, look at Jalen Rager is a good example. Um, you know, no matter where you had him, a lot of people were quite high on Jalen Rager um, over several of the running backs that, that were taken that have proven a spike in value. Um, and I know I'm just kind of cherry picking a, an example here, but I, I, I always like, if, if I'm trying to decide between a running back and wide receiver and a rookie draft, I'm going running back every time uh, because I just feel like, you know, a year out, you, you, you've got, you know, more value, generally speaking, obviously there, there are guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and, and, and guys that, that, you know, you could get later that, that explode. But uh, for me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a running back guy. And um, I, I like that this pointed out the, um, the some of the dangers statistically of, of taking wide receivers. So I thought it was a good article. I, I will put it in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. Yeah. I did. It's just, it's just tough. Cause you've had some good rookie, successes this past season a lot of rookie wide receivers did very well and you had your bus but again you could talk about like van jefferson was a second round pick you know and he didn't he didn't do anything uh you know this this past year it's just it's uh the the ride that like the rookie adp basis though is what scares me about this article well well, and i i think the the other thing too is that you you do want to go just beyond looking at like at numbers and and that type of thing because we we knew going to this this year we talked about this. We were excited about the rookie running backs. We also said there are a lot of great rookie wide receivers in this class. Look at how many went in the first round. I mean, the NFL teams were telling you that this is a great class. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can't look at just, you know, well, well, wide receivers haven't hit in the past for me, so I'm going to go running back because you you probably missed. Like, there, I'm sure there are people that took, um, you know, some some of those running backs that wish they had taken Justin Jefferson instead, right? So, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, but it does, it does vary from, from class to class. And, um, I, I think that's an important point too, to, to listen to the people that, that scout and look at these classes. And when they say this is a strong class of wide receivers, listen to them. And when they say it's a weak class, listen to them as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this, and honestly though, when I look back at the 2020 rookie class, um, as a whole, I, I you, you know, I, uh, with the exception of the, you know, tight end position, I guess it's still always too early to tell. Um, you know, it was a, it, it was a, it was a great class. You know, you, you have, you know, a couple of, at least a couple of QBs that really stand out with, with, I, I think Joe Burrow is still going to be really good, obviously with Justin Herbert, just as, just as he's going to be absolute stud. Um, so many wide receivers, too many to talk about. And it's a lot of running backs too. We've, we've, we've talk, already referred to them a lot on the show. So this is a great, great class if you had a lot of picks in 2020 you're probably feeling pretty good about your dynasty team right now because even well, you, if you even you if you missed on some of them you probably had to get rid of some of those late picks and weren't able to scoop up james robinson <laughs> all right um last last random thought ryan go uh, for it javonta williams from north carolina he's, he was a junior he declared for the draft yep he exploded this year uh, and he has one of the best rushing grades pffs ever given out uh, in production he has the receiving stats and is often the number three 
running back in rookie classes. This guy, I think Ryan has the chance to vault above uh, depending on where he's drafted and the pre-draft kind of like, like choices. I think, I think this, th- he's going to be sneaky. He's going to be sneaky of, of, of how high he can go. Uh, and, but what really put this, you know, the really reason I put this in here uh, is I was reading about him and I was trying to figure out his, you know, what potential like combine stats was, but there's a, there's, there's potential that he was a track star when he was younger and could run in the four threes. And at 5'10", 220 pounds, let the hype train begin. That's that's awesome. It's exciting. And he is starting to get some buzz I've seen. Uh, and I don't feel like that's been talked about, the, his, his potential like running. So that's why I want to put it in here. Yeah. But no, I think he's one of those guys that you're starting to, you know, in, in some places hear some buzz. And, you know, one of those guys that, that could be a high riser, right? I mean, um, he he's... So where is he right now? The yeah, number three running back in rookie draft rankings. I mean, he's a guy that could climb. I mean, let's say he gets drafted. He has an amazing combine and gets drafted ahead of uh, Travis Etienne. I mean, he certainly could be running back two or even running back one. I mean, if he gets a great landing spot, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's Niners? possible. <laughs> Niners. <laughs> hey, there you have um, plenty of running backs, man. They got Jeff Wilson Jr. They don't need any more. Seven yeah. Coleman's coming back, man, I think. Oh, and what's the guy from a couple years ago out of Utah? Pound of the table. Pound of the table. For Williams. Something Williams. It's real relevant. I love how we now. can't remember names like Chris Herndon and and the, the you know Williams like it's... Henderson. Chris Henderson. 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 It was Henderson. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Well, that the, this is the first show of the off season. We're going to start talking. Look, focusing more and more on 2021 as we always do this time of year we're gonna have some some great guests on we're gonna talk about this rookie class we'll do some some rookie mocks we'll we'll do some startup mocks it's gonna be a fun off season it always is 2021 is here goodbye to 2020 even if you had a great fantasy season in 2020 you probably had a pretty shitty year overall in 2020 i could say it because we put the e on the episode well it's very empowering um so 2021 is gonna be better damn it and we're, we're going to help it be better. So keep listening to the fantasy Joes. So, well, any, any final thoughts, two minute warning. Oh, I was going to swear. Couldn't bring myself to do Come it. Come on. Shit. <laughs> there it is folks. There uh, it is. I do think, I do think Ryan, this super flex draft this year would be super interesting because of the rise of Justin Herbert and what he was as a prospect coming in uh, the quarterback overvaluing is going to be so hard this off season, you know, when you see the, the, the Trey Lance or what's, what's his name from BYU, you know, when he gets drafted highly, those guys are going to be picked up over, you know, some of the running backs like Najee Harris and Travis Etienne that stayed their senior year. I think it could be yeah, Zach Wilson, uh, who I guess is also getting hyped because in high school, he took two dates to prom once, which I guess is a thing. <laughs> It'll be fun to, to see what happens. And, and, um, how many uh, quarterbacks, and particularly in the top 10 that we have, because uh, we were talking about this on the Patreon show to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. Um, but the mock, one of the mocks you were looking at, I think it was the PFF mock. Didn't you say there were what, there were like four or five quarterbacks in their, their mock top 10 or something like that? There was a lot. You just got to listen to the Patreon. There's yeah, a, half the Patreon. of the top 10. Yeah. So, I mean, there are that many, I mean, you know, the, the, the top 10 quarterbacks, um, Unless they're drafted by Ryan Pace in the NFL, they have a pretty darn good track record, Will. So 
Um, Bears could trade up and take one this year. It actually might be wise. Yeah, they'll probably if they did, they'd probably take the wrong one. Um, so if if the guy that had that chance once to to you know you 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 got kind of three options. Um, two of them are amazing, you know, quarterbacks that probably will both have Hall of Fame careers. One of them um, will probably be a backup in the league somewhere. <laughs> next year so so i don't want that guy picking another quarterback for me they should have changed gms but you're you're getting me off on a tangent um anyway this this is probably a good place to stop the show but we're gonna get into the 2021 stuff there's plenty of time for that but in the meantime enjoy the playoffs enjoy your fantasy playoff contest enjoy dfs while it's around um but we're gonna get into 2021 stuff soon enough so yeah think uh, think about ryan quickly before you end the show yeah jalen hurts is moving up the quarterback rankings in dynasty right overall when was the last second round quarterback that's had that's, that's had an explosion like this out, out of the first round? Oh, oh the, that's second round quarterbacks. It's been, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Russell Wilson was a second rounder, wasn't he? He was I mean, third rounder. He was third. Okay. So I, I, he's the first one that comes to mind, but that's I can't. a long be, time ago. Russell Wilson's been in the league a long time. I, I, I know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I'm not sure that, yes, his value is rising, but is he going to stick? I mean, wh- how are we going to be talking about him a year from now? I, I mean, will he even be the starter now with, with um, you know, uh, new coaching staff coming in and, and the, their cap difficulties? Can they even afford to take Carson Wentz? I mean, could they work out a deal? You hear this rumor about the Colts, you know, like him him getting reunited with with uh, 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 Frank Reich. Frank you Reich, know. who won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Yeah. But. So, I mean, I guess that could happen, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, let, let's pump the brakes. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts is a guy to, I think if you have him, I think he's certainly worth keeping based on, you know, the, uh, what we saw of him, but I, I don't think he's a guy to go out and buy unless you can get a sneaky good deal on him, you know? Yeah. So. He's a sell candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, he probably is more of a sell than anything. If you could, if you could get value from him, if you've got somebody that's really high on him, but. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Will. Um, we are at FF Joes on Twitter. We're the Fantasy Joes. We appreciate you listening. You can also become a Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes and check it out. Patreon supporters get a bonus episode twice a month during the off season. So you want to check that out. So on behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Keep yourself up and quad me over. Good night. I was going to pull up my sound effects. <laughs> Now's the time, Will. <laughs> I didn't get Oh, we're still going? <laughs> I was going to stop him, but you said you're going to pull out your sound no, effects. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Great. Thanks. That's what we <laughs> no. That's wow. it? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's that's 2021, turn over a new leaf. 2020 was like <laughs> uh, Justin Herbert's gonna be a cell candidate too. Come on, everybody.